1: It's your True Faith podcast. My name is Emile Franchi here with Sai and Ben. It is our reaction to the draw at home to Southampton 2-2 with plenty of drama at the end. It's a shame the first half didn't have a little bit more, but ultimately uh, this is the first game where we've seen fans in the stadium turn against Steve Bruce. So there's plenty to dissect in this one. Uh, let's start off first of all with uh, yourself, Cy. Uh, The first half, it really was an uh, absolute borefest, wasn't it? It was just nothing so easy to play against for newcastle uh, and southampton had the run of the game
2: yeah e- even more so for me because uh, i had that was my first game back at, at a football ground with people in it for since about christmas of of the season um before the pandemic you know so it's nearly 2 years for me and i was horrified at how bad that first half was i could not i couldn't remember live football being that bad i don't remember a time when i've been less Impressed by a footballing performance from both sides, to be fair. I, th- I don't think Southampton were up to much at that point, but yes, it was dreadful. It was a dreadful game of football, um, of which the the better side was Southampton slightly. They had two decent chances where m- mostly born out of our mistakes, really. And all we offered was um, a headed chance. I think it was Wilson just before halftime from a corner. But other than that, it was 30 to 40 minutes of absolutely shoddy, messy no plan football um i mean we've talked about it quite a lot but i I, I think that was a record number of players out of position for for a game of football for from us anyway um coupled with five at the back where the two wing backs i'm going to do inverted commas wing backs because neither got out of their own half for the entirety of the first half changed after half time a little bit but we'll we'll come to that later Um, so we're basically a, a solid back five two i mean Willock is a centre midfielder but he should be a more advanced midfielder but basically Willock and Almiron doing all the running in midfield and Longstaff basically playing as a a fourth centre half it was just a shambles I was so gutted at half time I was like why why is this still how we play football after two two years plus now of of Bruce so yes it was it was crap
1: Mm. yeah and two years plus of Bruce is where we're at Uh, most of those two years we've not been in the stadium have we been but um we did start to see little glimmers of people starting to get very frustrated. And I know that certain people on Twitter might be saying that that's 25 minutes into that game. But really, like you say, Si, it's two years in now of watching that kind of thing happen uh, at St. James's Park on on the TV during the pandemic. And and now we're back in there with all of that in our very recent memory. So uh, the, the chance started up, didn't they? Do you think they'll last?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially if the football continues in that that way which I think it will um yeah I mean that that's as you say that's bought that was frustration born out of two years of a a direction where we've we've been getting worse and worse um we we obviously had a a recovery at the end of last season but um we've just gone back (laughs) so if that was a step forward we've gone two steps back again um and it looks like it's going to be another very difficult season um I mean Southampton as you say, side side, I, I'm not particularly that impressed with Southampton. I don't think they're, they're that good a team, but they absolutely bossed us for the first half an hour in that first half. And um, if they're able to do that, it's it's scary what the majority of the rest of the, the, the league are going to be able to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm not surprised that the uh, sort of anti-Bruce Chant came out, as I say. Um, it's been a long time coming. I think, to be honest, I was probably expecting it before now, Um Obviously, I know it's only the third game in the season, but um, I kind of felt like that that would be the um, initial reaction to sort of in, from the first game. But um, he kind of had a little bit of a um, an opportunity, I guess, given to him to to sort of get get through the the first couple of games and, and sort of show show the, the fruits of his work, I guess. But that, that just hasn't happened. And um, as as to sort of echo outside sentiment, that that's one of the worst. Um, so that, that first half an hour, as I say, was probably one of the worst showings of football I've seen at that ground in, in well in, in my lifetime. It was embarrassing. Um and and just I don't think it really got any better. I think it was just Southampton st- stopped stepped off us a bit and, and allowed us to get get back into the game. So it wasn't even as if he's made any changes or anything to, to kind of um make make that um ma- sort of make an improvement. It was just <laughs> He got fortunate that they they kind of decided to step off a bit.
2: Yeah, we had a little flurry. Maybe I'm gonna say we have talked about 30 minutes, but it was, it was the best part of 40 minutes really? We had a little flurry five minutes for half-time, basically. Um, yeah, the the main worrying thing because you're right, Ben. After our kind of recovery at the end of last season, where we were playing some good football and when everyone was fit, even with five at the back, we were winning games and and playing really well. Um, but and Bruce basically spent the whole time saying this is this is what how we can play with all of our key players fit. Well he's got them now, he's had a whole summer with them. You know, he's got Wilson, he's got Maximan, he's got Almiron, he's got all the centre halves. Uh, you know, the only player missing the day is Debravka, really, who you'd have in your start in eleven. And I'm not gonna blame any of the results so far on Woodman, that would be really harsh. Uh is a brilliant goalkeeper and he commands the defense in an area well, but that's not why that's not why we're playing badly at the minute. So that's the real worrying thing, is that you can't say that the reason we're we're rubbish again is because players are missing I mean you could argue Shelby did play in a lot of those games towards the end of the season and Shelby works with with the likes of uh, Almiron and Maxman. but when he's not available we should be able to play football in a slightly different way and not expect Fabian Shaw to pull out those passes because that's what we were relying on the ball was going to Shaw so much in that first half and he was having to look up and try and find Max Mann 70 yards ahead of, of him and when that wasn't happening uh, I think I picked this up on the match day there was a point where Max Mann is running towards his own box basically and Shah dinks a little ball over to him to the edge of the centre circle From the, and then what's he supposed to do? Turn around and run 60-70 yards. Like, our only plan in the first half, which seems to be like, it's Sunder League football give it your best player and run that was so obvious and so easy for them to defend against it was just fine maxi fine maxi which shouldn't really be the case when we've got Almiron, wilson when we've got Longstaff. you know we've got other players who should be able to fed that game murphy should be able to overlap he didn't once so the really worrying thing is that we we were so one-dimensional and this is us with our kind of best team out this is supposed to be what we've been waiting for bruce with the full fully fit team
3: i mean just uh to- just on that point, Simon. I mean, as, as you say, we, we were the team with, with the three-man midfield. Um, Southampton went 4-4-2, four, four, but pushed their two wide players, basically up as, as like a, a, a four-man front line at times. Um, yeah. And yet we were the ones getting outnumbered every time and there was just no cohesion in that, that centre-mid, um, sort of the, the park, middle of the park. Um, but what, it's not surprising when you've got, as you say, Almiron, who, who's not used to playing that position. Longstaff was basically being told to play really, really deep. Um and Willock was kind of just left on his own to, to, to try and do a bit of everything. Um, and they, they were just having to cover far too much ground and it just, just didn't work.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it was a very disappointing first half. And it's interesting you say there about the um, the first half display, having that little flurry at the end. Um, I mean, the, the chance from the crowd itself and, and the booze that we heard as the, t- as the players walked off uh, obviously um is going to be a bit of motivation for the players like Sam Maximan, Willick and Wilson, who who we've seen on, on social media afterwards kind of saying that the fans deserve a better result, the fans do deserve better and sorry we couldn't do it for you. So uh, you have to imagine that they do get frustrated when they can't make it happen for the fans, which I guess is a good sign. But um yeah, I who knows what happened in the dressing room at half-time, but they did come out with uh, guns blazing um, and, and really going for it. And, and we saw the first goal, uh, second goal for Callum Wilson at St James's Park in front of the Gallagher this time. Uh, he seemed to enjoy it, Sigh, and um, that, that was quite a well-worked goal after what looked like um, some, some good build-ups of play. And I, I have to say Jacob Murphy as well, um, heading the ball into him. It was a very clever. And I didn't even realise that Wilson actually scored it with his head. I just kind of missed all of that when it went in. But,
2: Again, um yeah.
1: that's the that's the porch's finish, isn't it?
2: It was it was chaos, wasn't it? Um it was it was so, so soon at this the um second half, which I do think we 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 started a bit more brightly. I, I feel like there had been a little bit of a kick up the arse. I also said um that the the sun and the the slope of St James's Park gives you a slight <laughs> advantage in that second half. The shooting towards a Gallagher, we should have had a bit more um, spring in our step because we looked so leggy first half up the hill with you know it was a hot day. Um, that said, yes, uh, it was a very well worked goal. Max Mann down the left hand side, linked up with Richie, found a ball back, got it across to um, to Murphy. Who, yeah, you're right, great header across goal, and we still can't understand how. Wilson gets there first. Never mind with his head. How he gets that ball first, but that's just a class, class centre forward, isn't it? It was a really good goal. And actually, I want to kind of talk about the crowd at that point because you're right, Emil. After 30 minutes, there was a serious um, stint of anti-Bruce chance. There was booze at halftime. The crowded on. It was on a knife edge, but it kind of felt felt like it was turning. You know, there was there's quite a few varied Bruce chance that thousands of people were joining in. The corner was ready to to explode, and whoever scored first was going to completely tilt the rest of the crowd in my opinion and and we got it we got that first goal and then i thought st james has lifted the crowd yeah. is buzzing again there was lots of very positive chance wilson chance and you know right bruce okay the anti-bruce stuff was parked we're winning right come on lads let's do let's finish this off let's see this game out properly because at that point you thought well we've just scored a main goal and we've we've got the impetus here can't we just kick on now and then win this game comfortably and 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 Prove Bruce right that this is what he's been waiting for, getting all his key players back. But no, that's not what happened, was it?
1: No, no, very, very poor uh, conceding uh, on on there. Uh on Newcastle's part um, we, we've watched back the replay um, it did look soft from where we were sat in the Gallagher and um, I imagine it looked soft from people who were sat in the Lees as well Ben I mean it was just a, a calamity really um, I don't know who was at fault really but again it just it comes down to the lapsing concentration that Newcastle have and and it's funny actually because Simon you mentioned that the, the, the Bruce chants were parked and, and, and they actually were because towards the end they did they did creep back in again before the, the um, eventual uh, winning goal and, and the penalty as well. But Ben, I mean, that, that, that goal that Southampton scored, it just deflated the entire place and it looked like it did the players as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, I, I think you, you could see what the plan was for, for Newcastle at that stage was to to try and sit on that 1-0 and, and see it through. Um, and you would imagine with a team with with well, a pretty defensive um, setup. Obviously, five at the back. Um, as side said, kind of the wing backs weren't really getting forward. So um, to to have basically that that back five sort of set up in, and yes, there's players playing out position. Richie and Murphy aren't the, the best defenders, but um, they're they're still capable of of sort of well, they should have been capable of seeing out that threat. Um, and yeah, I just think it was just too much. Um, it was too negative really from from that point to allow Southampton basically the run of the pitch from from that, that goal we scored. Um and it was it was it was a little bit like the, the European final where it was just basically right, good luck like for the rest of the match, see what you can do, type of thing, and just completely shut down and allowed them to it was basically right, can you solve this problem? Um and they did, like relatively comfortably. Um and to be honest, at that point I thought this there's no chance. Yeah, we're We've, we've gone so in our shells, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. Um, and, and this is basically just going to be Southampton trying to find a winner for the for the last, what was it, 20, 30 minutes or whatever when they the scored. So, um, yeah, really, really disappointing. As I say, we, we, we shouldn't be conceding goals like that. I mean, you look at the three centre-backs that we've got all great in the air should be be able to deal with sort of all the threats and and as i say we had had the numbers at that stage as well so um i'm not quite sure how 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 they've uh they've they've got sort of space and and even the the penalty at the end again we've we've got um men back in so yeah it was it was really frustration It, it kind of looked like a a back five that haven't played much football together obviously the sales has come back into it i'm not necessarily throwing sort of putting him out there as the, the scapegoat but you, you could see that they they weren't um necessarily kind of comfortable playing together um or, or up to sort of full, full match speed and i don't know maybe maybe it was just down to that maybe a bit of lack of communication but yeah it was really really frustrating because as i say we'd would kind of got the goal the, the lead out of nowhere um and then it just looked like it was going to be a, a one way uh, street from that point when, when they got that goal.
2: Yeah, it was it was funny, Ben, because I think I said to you after about um, we scored around fifty fifth minute, didn't we? So I, I think at about sixty five minutes, I turned to you and said, "This isn't pretty, but it's quite effective because we had the the European final is a really good um, good analogy because that's what we'd done. We just, we, we seemed happy with the one 0 lead, and um, that." Whether or not that was the intention or not, it, it felt like we were just sitting in and we were just going to see out the game because up to that point, apart from a couple of half chances first half, Southampton didn't really threaten much. But as we continued to seed possession and continued to just sit in, eventually we were going to make a mistake and they were going to score, and uh, it's what happened. And I, I still don't really understand how they've just managed to get a ball in unchallenged. And and yeah, I thought the one thing we always say about Lascelles when he's out of the team is that we miss his leadership. But I don't think there was a, a good amount of coordination at the back there. Yesterday, I think the—I don't know if that means Dubravka has more of an impact on it, but there was—we were in in sixes and sevens for quite a bit at the back, and that that was uncharacteristic of the defence that we've had for well. Couple of years. I mean, Bruce has now had over two years to to, to ruin that <laughs> defensive solidity. But it, yeah, you're right. Uh, I think that something wasn't quite right. I don't know if LaSalle's just wasn't fit. But you know, if, if you're really struggling with your own fitness and just trying to keep yourself in the game, you're not going to be able to kind of take that role of leader as much as as when he's had a good run. So hopefully he gets that back. But yeah, it was a bit bit chaotic, and when we got punished for not really capitalising on what was the momentum we should have got from scoring the first goal. So yeah, um, we got punished.
3: I think just. <clears throat> it, it's interesting. Well, that the big threat that Southampton carried all game, I thought, was was down the wide. Um, obviously on the the wide um areas, they they were able to to get like a two on one all the time, and um, it was because you had on and Willock basically having to play as a winger, kind of doing the defensive work to track their fullbacks, but then shift across in the middle and pick up the the midfield runners as well, and they were just being sort of run, pull at the post, basically. And I think that's where. If if we were going to try and settle in and, and sit in and see the game out, really, they needed to, to change the formation to to counter that, and, and we didn't. And I think that's why they got the space to be to be able to put the cross in and challenge. Because again, you had a who's someone who's not a natural defender, and um, I think it was from Murphy's side having to basically. Deal with with two attacking players who are in their natural positions and and kind of know how to play that all the time. And I just think it was one of those things. That, again, the communication element. Probably players were a bit tired, um, haven't have do a lot of running. And, and that's the other thing I think is when you allow a team to, um, to control the ball as much as Southampton did. I bet the players were not ready. as you say. Say si, it was a hot day. It was it was quite difficult conditions to to play and imagine. Um, I'm not surprised we they, they probably were looking a bit leggy and obviously, um. We saw Willick, Willick coming off uh, um, Fraser on the second half. Um, it was just I think it was just asking too much of, of the players to cover the ground that they had to.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data,
1: Okay, lads. Uh, yeah, good points on the game management there. It does seem as though that was one of the things that was picked up on uh, on match of the day as well. That the game management, as ever for Newcastle, just isn't being done properly. We've seen it against West Ham. Uh, we've now seen it twice against Southampton, who who are a team that you would think are probably going to be there. With us uh, around the end of the season, around that that bottom pack, um, what did you make of them, si? And I mean, we'll we'll focus as well on on the impact of Adam Armstrong uh, soon, but but yeah, what what did you make of Southampton coming to St James's? Because you said that they they did have bright spells, but you didn't think much of them um, actually capitalising on on their chances either.
2: It's a funny one, yeah, because overall and just based on the fact that they they probably only created about two chances, um, and we were letting them have the ball all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they weren't they weren't brilliant. Yeah, you're right. I think they'll be in the bottom bottom half again. They'll be they'll be no better than than, than they have been recently. They've got a slightly better manager. I think Castle Hootel you know organizes them. You know for for a team that was just playing bog standard four four two, they at least seem to know what they were doing. Every player seemed to know what their job was. Um, Adam Armstrong, he was all right. He was busy. He was running around. I don't think we need to really worry about that. We've let slip some sort of world class player. He's decent. You'll probably get a couple of goals this season. I mean, he might get the double figures. I can't even see that though. I think he's just a just a busy busy kind of a Lad running around um, didn't spend a lot of
1: time in the box. I thought. I thought he did a lot of the whole like running around, but getting it in for the other players, which I, yeah, I, I guess yeah. is kind of kind of what Wilson sometimes does for us when the strike is taken out of it, and, and maybe even a, more of a Joe Linton character, you know, who who doesn't actually do the runs into the box, but will will kind of get into the corner and then try and do something with it. More often than not, nothing happened. And I mean, the danger man really for Southampton as always is, is, is Ward Prowse, and I think Walker Peters was very good for them as well. But um, yeah, what did you to say? I, sorry, si?
2: no. It's just. Gonna going to say, Ben's absolutely right that um, it, it certainly felt like Murphy was getting just doubled up on all the time and Walker-Peters was having loads of joy just overlapping and and making Murphy's life really difficult um, because he's not a right-back. Um, yeah, Ward-Prowse and Romelu, like Ben said, we, we were the three-man midfield and they dominated us most of the time in midfield, which, is, which isn't a good thing. I thought Longstaff did a decent job of, 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 of doing the Hayden role, basically coming in and breaking up the play and, and trying to find a quick pass. Um, he didn't really give us the the extra bit that we thought he might, because we were all buzzing that um, that he'd been chosen ahead of Hayden. Not not that I dislike Hayden, but he doesn't offer us enough uh, when he win- when he's winning the ball in a three-man midfield. Um, you need, you need your midfielders to, to make space and, and make something happen. And we thought Longstaff would give us that. Didn't really. He, he tried some passes. I mean, he's not going to give you the range of passing that Shelby might, but you'd expect him to work harder. And he did some of it well. And again, he looked like a player who just needs games. I really want to see Longstaff stay in the team and, and get more games and get that confidence and, and fitness back. But yeah, dominated midfield. Um, I also think that that um, centre-half, uh the number 22, just had Maximan certainly in the first half. I mean, I know Maxi finally went and scored. I would I would call it more fo- more fortune than anything the way he, he, the the goal landed to him. But um, yeah, first half every time we put a ball down that channel, especially down the right hand side, Salisu just got there first. He just just had him done for pace every time. Um, and I think we, we swapped them round and tried Wilson on him for a bit in the second half and put put uh, Maximan on the left just basically because this lad was was having his life. Um, so yeah, there was some there was some. Good players for Southampton who who stood out, whereas you, I don't think anyone stood out for us really. So yeah, on the on on the face of it, they were probably just slightly better than us and probably finished slightly above us. But yeah, I, <laughs> I certainly think they're they're about our standard. And with a proper manager, we'd we'd probably be better than them.
1: Yeah, no, makes sense, makes sense. But yeah, I mean, there was some woeful misses from them. I mean, Gineppo, I think, was in front of the goal at one point yeah. and then that went sky high. Uh, a lot of the time it looked like Southampton were playing rugby, but um, eventually we did hit the target, Ben, um, right at the end. Uh, sadly, a goal that I missed, I think a lot of Newcastle fans will have missed that goal as well, because quite frankly, uh, as we've just discussed, it didn't look like Newcastle were going to score up until that point. And, you know, it felt a Fraser who took his time and, and normally, I, I think having Ryan Fraser in the box to take your... your important one is, is not really what you want you want him to be putting the balls in you want you you want your capable strikers being there but no we had our two wingers uh, as our last ditch and, and Sam Maxaman well it in didn't he Ben
3: yeah it was great great finish um, yeah I mean it was it, it basically was a counter-attack which is I think what the plan was all game but we, we didn't really get any opportunities and that was kind of the the <clears throat> the main chance second half anyway that I remember where we, we actually sprung sprung the the break and Max Man carried it out from from deep in played a great uh, pass through to Joe Linton who timed his run just 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 in right and it, it caught 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 the offside trap out um, and uh, to, to be fair Joe Linton I think he did well I mean he, 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 I I thought when I saw that Salisu running for him I thought oh this is just going to come nothing but he actually managed to kind of sold him the up, dummy up, yeah, him, yeah. S- sold him sold him the dummy i don't know this guy's obviously never seen joe linton play football so there was No chance <laughs> kick shooting there from that position but um yeah he fell fell for the the sort of the the cruif. um but then kind of lost lost these well i don't know if it was just a bad touch or what but he, he kind of half stumbled as, as he tried to sort of lay the back to to fraser and i think that just put it off a little bit fraser kind of had to readdress his sort of first touch and probably wasn't the best of first touch but he was under pressure um and I, I thought he did well to get his shot off to but honestly he made it difficult kind of put it in the bottom corner where i think it's the defender i don't know if the keeper was going to say it but the defender um clears it off the line but manages to scuff it straight to maximan i think it was wall price actually on the on the line and he basically just runs out tries to charge him down but fair play to maximan just blasted it um in, in, into the goal and yeah it was a it was a good finish and um an even better celebration um and at, at that stage obviously we thought would would win it i mean that that spinning kick was uh something else um and yeah. then he jumps into the car but yeah as you say at that point we 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 didn't deserve that um we we hadn't really done anything in the game that would warrant us and it looks like we were gonna um produce that so um as you say the atmosphere and and the, just, just everyone—the the elation that was felt at that point—was um, was pretty special to be a part of. Um, but then, unfortunately, as we know, it, it didn't last long.
1: No, it didn't. Um, it, I mean, like I say, I, I'm gutted that I missed the elation of that. But in a way, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't there to see that that disappear because I, I think I couldn't have handled that because that that really would have been. I think the, the the feeling outside the ground was that we knew it was two one, and then as we started filming people on the fan cams they got angry and they were disgruntled. And I was like, we've just won. Like, and then they were like, no, 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 no. There was a penalty at the end. I was like, oh, well, the bouncers outside nine bar didn't tell us that one, did they? Even though we heard a noise. But thanks to them, we've got like 15 minutes of footage from the fan cams, which is basically me going wild thinking we got three points. But no, the, the penalty came around. <laughs> Um, some fans, as always with VAR, a lot of people say it just ruins the game. And I mean, you would say it's ruining the game if it went against you. But uh, ultimately, looking back at the, the the footage that we've now got available to us, um, it's the it's the right utilisation of VAR on this one, isn't it, Si, Really?
2: Yeah. Um, the thing is, we we had no idea there was even a penalty shout when we were watching it in real time uh, from the from the strawberry corner. Uh, as far as I could see, both um, Woodman and Lascelles had kind of come towards the ball and someone came away with it and it just looked like we'd won the ball. And there was a big cheer. No one seemed to have gone, ooh. And um, <laughs> yeah, uh, then Lascelles went down with a head injury. And then five minutes of just chit chat. And then we saw the ref running towards the halfway line. And we're like, hang on, what, what? And we're like, right, if five minutes has passed and he's looking at the monitor, we're fucked. We, we, knew, we knew immediately that, we're, we're, that it was going to be a pen. And if it's given, we know how VAR works now. We're pretty certain it was probably for the right reason. And uh, watching it back, it's, it's a blatant pen. It's a really, really easy one. I don't know how the ref hasn't seen that in normal time. Um, And yeah, it's, it's such a weird one because Ben, I think you're right. It felt like we'd taken the lead, but hadn't deserved it. But you know what? That's how football is. And at that point, like right Newcastle won the game. Fair enough. And the fact that we still didn't win the game, is just madness. And it was just a, a bonkers, bonkers stoppage time. Um, kind of took the wind out of everyone and yeah i can imagine a meal people leaving the ground <laughs> just going from like buzzing to not so buzzing yeah we got got uh, right
1: we got a right collection of people at the start of filming who were quite rightly very happy so were we and then yeah it just it just got less and less and people were like oh bruce out bruce out he's got to go and i just thought yeah.
2: oh something's happened <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's a weird one because it kind of um it made it really hard to decide how that game had gone um, I didn't know how I felt at the end of the game. Like People didn't know whether to boo at the end. I kind of go, oh, that's look. We've been done by VAR. Um, we, had, we had it in the bag. We'd won the game somehow. And you know, if we'd won 2-1, people would have gone away kind of all right with that. We had been poor for long spells, but if you win the game, you win the game. Um, the fact that we've drawn puts the attention back on the manager. Now, I think uh, the, the goal we scored um, came out of nothing. And um, it's because... Wilson had gone off just before they scored, hadn't he? Um, with an injury that sounds like he's going to be out for at least a month now, which is a disaster. It's even more of a disaster when you look at the bench we had yesterday. We had four defenders on it. like We weren't going to be able to impact that game. He's brought Fraser on with like six minutes to go. And to be fair, we scored a goal where we knew he was involved. But um, I worry about how we're going to set up to win any football matches going forward off the back of that display with our centre forward now injured. Um the we talk about game management but if you look at the bench and and i can't believe bruce is happy with his squad i can't believe that he thinks that this is going to be enough to, to win football matches because once he'd gone off and joe linton fair play to him he, he, he did make a brilliant run there and the, the link up was good with max man one time he was on the pitch for you know um 30 minutes and that's all he did um that's that's not going to be enough so yeah really worrying that um that we've not got the three points but furthermore that we're going into a set of fixtures now without Wilson with with no real momentum whatsoever um really really concerned
3: yeah it's it's I mean just on Fraser quickly that as, as you say there he's he's coming on to to basically play a midfield role or a striker role again like he's a winger and we don't play with wingers yeah. so as you say side that the options we've got just aren't there really to, to suit the style of playing that that's one of the big big concerns I think for me
1: yeah, it's uh, it's certainly worrying because it's uh, in national break now, and then then our next game is potentially the return of Cristiano Ronaldo. So uh, that's that's gonna be fun, isn't it, down at Old Trafford. Um, I mean, just just to get your final bit there, say si, you were saying it's hard to see how that match went. How how do you think that, that that goes in terms of of keeping a bit of pressure off before? I mean, I mean, what what are the expectations against Manchester United away and Leeds at home? That that's two very Weird fixtures where both of their teams are very attacking and and can definitely tear us apart. So, I mean, how how does that stage us for it? Taking taking about taking taking out the fact that Wilson's probably not going to be there.
2: Yeah, I mean, it means we have to play five at the back because we haven't literally haven't got enough attacking players to to field a team with without five defenders in it. Um, so yes, that that's it's it makes Bruce's decision easier as if you would have changed it, but yeah, I think it's going to be backs to the wall. It's the only way we're going to be able to play against a man U that's been re energized this season. And now that we've signed Ronaldo, I have a real, a real shout of uh, of challenging that that top for the for, for the title. I would say, um, are they playing as we speak? No, they're they're later on, but you know, um. Where, as how are we going to score at Old Trafford? There's no chance. So we're, we're literally playing for a 0-0 draw there. Maybe, maybe literally having Maxman on the halfway line. If we can clear it to him and he gets gets a, a lucky break against Maguire or something. But you know, um, I I can't see us getting anything out of that game. Leeds at home is a different one. Like we should be able to handle that. But we saw how well we handled it last season. A team that actually just just goes at you from the start. We we literally crapped ourselves and and got absolutely dominated absolutely dominated. So uh, yeah. Um I think it's very, very useful that we got one point because if we have gone into these games with zero points, the pressures aren't even high. I mean, thankfully we're about fifteenth, which is about par. So, you know, Bruce will be looking at that thing and, ah, that's all right. Well we can take that. Um well, it could be worse, it could know.
1: be Arsenal, could could be Arsenal at the minute, who are who are really in dire straits. And a lot of people are saying, you know, as long as there's Arsenal, it, it can make you feel a little bit better about being a Newcastle fan. right, um so Bruce's comments after the game um seen a few of the interviews um he was questioned about the chance Ben um he also pointed out that the decisions are going against us, and you know fair enough, three penalties in a row in, in all three league games as well as the the denied one uh, for wilson um is this going to be his excuse going forward now or is he he going to find more things? <laughs>
3: he will oh you'll find more things without a doubt. I mean, it's it's kind of the one thing he's good at, isn't it? Is is finding excuses to to justify why why we're not very good. Um, he's using the yeah, Pardew I mean,
1: book of excuses, isn't he? He's just like digging <laughs> through it, saying when when's Notting Hill on? Come on,
3: <laughs> yeah. No, it's. I mean, he he he's 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 got a front. I mean, he he keeps, he keeps all, He kind of now and again says, "Yeah, we've we've got to do better" and all that sort of stuff. But it how like I'd I'd love to for him to actually realise that to do better you've actually got to improve things. And I mean just just that, that last goal, for example, was so avoidable. Um and it's it's not like he's come I mean he's saying it's it's frustrating and Var went against us, but we shouldn't have been in a position where their midfielders basically allowed the space to run and slide a, a ball through to a, a striker who's in especially when we've got a back five somehow manages to 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 get loose and, and break into the box in in the ninety fourth or fifth minute or whatever it was and just um again you can blame the players lack of concentration things like that but um as well you've got to look at the personnel and and as you said Sai did have defenders on 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 the bench um why is he not bringing on a, a sort of a, a natural um fullback to to come in and cause it, w- it was basically a a break, the, the the run from Armstrong. I think it comes from wide. It's it's. I don't know if it who if it's the third centre back or or the the wingers sort of response. But I think if you had a natural defender in there rather than than, than Murphy, I think they'd probably track that run. Um. So again. It, 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 there's a lot of things i think i mean we, we can it's it's obviously nice to talk about it in hindsight and say you shouldn't have, didn't, should have didn't done this and that but ultimately that's what he's got to be doing in his job he needs to learn to get better he needs to learn from the mistakes and think in situations what could i have done in that situation to to kind of strengthen things and even if it was just to make a sub to waste a bit of time Do you know what i mean we, we never see seem to see anything like that going on um i mean I, I i can think of i pretty much would guarantee 19 other managers in that position in the league would have been making a sub after we'd scored to, to waste a bit more of that time, given how late it was. Um, and, and it just, I don't know, I just think, I feel like there's, um, he just doesn't get anything right at the moment. And there's, there's a lot for him to learn from. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really, really frustrating.
2: He seems to freeze, doesn't he? He doesn't seem to know what his next decision needs to be. He's not very good at thinking quick, thinking on his feet. Mm. I mean, we know that anyway, but yeah. Um, Bruce, I'll, I'll I'll read some of his quotes. So actually, uh, Ben, just on the on the fullback thing, because you're right, I think at half time we were saying, we just need to go for at the back here and, and just play proper fullbacks. But to do that, when you're playing a 5-3-2 where neither of your wingbacks could actually play at fullback, it means you have to put <laughs> use two of your subs to put fullbacks on, which sounds ridiculous. So to even to change the game and to change our approach involves a, some ridiculous substitutions, but that's the position he puts us in. By selecting that 11, it makes it so hard to, to change it when it's not working. So we end up just stuck with a team that's not working. It's so, so frustrating. But yeah, uh, Bruce was asked about the fans, as you say, Emile. I find the whole thing very, very disappointing, as anybody would, I suppose. Just a weak response. It's like, instead of, like you say, Ben, acknowledging, you know what, yeah, we got that completely wrong. I'll hold my hands up and say that I need to prepare this team better. Or, you know, just say something with a bit more bit more behind it. And then all he does is, is roll off the cliches, like you say. Oh, he acknowledges we needed to be a bit better first half. Well, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. We were absolutely appalling first half. And yeah, we were a little bit better second half, but we weren't that much better. You need to stop talking up, talking up performances that still weren't really good enough. We're at home to Southampton. We've played three poor bottom half teams, really. Um, all right, West Ham, you could say, are better, but they're, they're not miles better than us. Um, and we've got one point that's that's worrying. And he needs to acknowledge that it's not just one half against Southampton. We've been poor. Um, stop calling bang average performances really pleasing. Yes, all right. I understand he wants to defend the players a bit, but he's got to talk about what he's going to do, what, what, what we're working on, show some insight into what's happened in the last 90 minutes, and he never, ever, ever does. He just says words, and I can't really be bothered to analyze Bruce's <laughs> Bruce's comments anymore because it gets silly, but it's just, a, it's just an idiot talking without thinking.
1: Well, I was, I was going to say about the, the players, which I, which I did mention, you know, they, they seem to be quite apologetic. So, Wilson's last interview, um, he was saying that the win will come. Willock was saying, you know, uh, the, the win that you, the fans deserve. Uh, Sam Maximan, was quite heartbreaking, actually, late last night. It was, uh, we did our best. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but they all seem to have that belief. They seem to believe that the team will win. And I guess when you've got players like that, they, they are the type of players that are going to try and do that. And we saw Wilson scoring, Sam Maximan as well. Willock getting involved. Uh, throughout and trying to make stuff happen. Um, My question was, how how do these chants affect the players? Because at what point do the players start to think, right, are we happier with the manager that we claim we are backing or or are we going to see some sort of like Leicester mutiny where eventually they go, well, we've got 50,000 or or whatever the the attendance is on that week. We've got this amount of people basically telling us that they don't want this manager, so we don't want these chants, so something needs to change. How how does that affect things, Ben? I mean, are we going to see any of these anti-Bruce bits and pieces that we're actually seeing now and hearing now, no matter how much people try and play it down, are we actually going to see anything from it? And will the players use that perhaps at any point?
3: It's an interesting one. I mean, I suppose it's it's 2 split. It. I mean, the reality is, I think we with probably the one club where like the board don't listen to fans. Um, so if they're comfortable with with what Bruce is doing, then I, I don't think they're gonna make any judgments based on, as you say, sort of the, the crowd get getting getting on Bruce. Um, it's frustrating, and it it should matter, but I, I just don't. Unless there's things where obviously people stop going to games and stuff like that, that, that might be the one that sort of tips the hand. But I think the anti Bruce chance. I don't think. While I'm all for them, I, I don't think that's going to be something that will put pressure on on them to, to, to make the move. The play is an interesting one because there was times yesterday where I thought so. The, for example, there was a kick from Woodman where he the ball well, basically, <laughs> the the what was happening time and time again we'd kind of try and play the ball forward wouldn't nobody would be open we'd play, play the ball back they'd put us the pressure and it was basically left for um, Lascelles or Shaw or, or whoever it was to play a ball back to Woodman and then it's basically Woodman's getting charged down and and there's no options open for him and um, so he, he just has to kick the ball along and um, in one particular instance he, he kicks it kind of out of play um, at the halfway line or whatever and there was massive boos and, and a lot of pressure on him I just I f- I felt like that's unnecessary. That's a young local lad. Well, locally, he's been obviously been for the academy and whatnot. Um, and he's third, third game for the team. It's a lot of pressure on him. Um, and it's not his issue. It's not him, him that's at fault here. Um, and I just, I don't know. I guess it's one of those. Obviously, the boos weren't necessarily about him. It's obviously the, by the way we're playing and things like that. But how it would be interesting to know how the players constitute that. Did Woodman think that was like fans getting at him necessarily? Um, some of them probably were direct at him, but I think. It was more just in general how have we passed the ball back from midfield where we should be letting go forward to then kicking the ball out at halfway line, um. So it's it's interesting. Like it it will I think the the more kind of anti negative stuff about Bruce yeah players are going to be frustrated. I mean you're not telling me Joe willick signed for for Newcastle United to to come and be booed. I mean all all he knows is the kind of the 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 upturn of things in terms of. Him coming off and winning games for us, and and kind of the feel good um, sort of factor that we had in, in the end of last season, and it's interesting you, you said before about about the players and things like that. Obviously, we, we had a sort of the core group. We, we we had a really good end to the season, and there would have that there will be the belief in the players that we're capable of beating a lot of these teams and nicking results. So, I think the players know it's it's. it's we we've got a nucleus of a pretty decent team. And it's it's interesting. We we've always said this team is, is a team of fighters as well. But me and Sai said yesterday this looked a little bit different. Like the players weren't the, the, especially the first half, there the didn't seem to be that um kind of um attitude Desire. about the players. Yeah. 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 Um so I mean is is it affecting them? I, I don't know. I mean obviously um you would probably say by their their um the comments after the game it is impacting them. They they obviously know, um, the situation. But um, it's a, it's a whole one to say whether it'll kind of, I, I suppose it, it depends on the individual players. That do, do they how do they react against adversity? And obviously when the when the crowd is it is is getting on the backs and stuff. What what kind of player are they? Do they say right, come on lads, we need to get back into this? There was a few players doing that, kind of trying to um sort of get get the head in the game get up for it and i I think one of the big things when what i would say for advice is when when you've got a crowd that's turning like that the one thing that gets them back inside is someone just put it showing a bit of um aggression and and sort of not necessarily going and slow like sort of foul somebody badly but like just a a few tackles and show a bit of fight is 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 what we would we want so um yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a story that'll continue for a while. We'll, especially if we're, we're struggling, touch um, to actually play some decent football. How how long do the players um, kind of want to put up with that? And as you say, that there, there could be a situation where. I, I mean, I, I probably can't say it, but who knows? There, there could be some a, a mutiny around the around the corner or something
2: like that. <laughs> a mole. Yeah, um, <laughs> the, yeah. It's. I think it's an interesting, very interesting situation that we're in now because, yeah, most of these players were playing for Bruce just just three months ago at the end of last season. Um, Willock was having playing the best football of his life, and you know Wilson and and others. I wouldn't include Amir in that crowd. Um, very positive about the manager. Uh, I think Wilson accidentally made him sound like he was having a dig at him in his athletic interview earlier in the summer, but he, he's kind of made it clear that wasn't his point. He's just saying that Graham Jones compliments Bruce, uh, whatever you want to make of that. Uh, yeah, I think most of the players are smart enough to know that the fans are very frustrated at the manager. They're frustrated at the club and its kind of lack of ambition to to try and kick on. Uh, we certainly know Maximan probably sees his. He wants to kick on, he wants to try and be at a club that's trying to be successful. I'm sure Wilson, whilst being the number nine, uh, will enjoy being being that player. He doesn't want to just waste the, the last few years of his career, just, just treading water, as as has been the case. Of the... It's it's a really weird dynamic we've got now because there's no point in them downing tools. It's not going to do their careers any good. So I think most of them are smart enough to know they've got to keep trying and, and trying to put in performances. And you're right, Ben, even if they just demonstrate that by holding in a few challenges. There was, a, there was one moment in the second half where Sean Longstaff put in a brilliant slide tackle and the crowd just suddenly like erupts, and it's a really good moment. And that's all it takes—a couple of those, or and and you know, just a bit of bit of desire. And that was the most worrying thing about the first half: is there was none of that. There was no desire. There was no drive. There was no kind of never say die attitude. That this this has come to kind of be the the mark of this squad. So that that's worrying. I don't think Bruce is going I think uh, the the way that game planned out in the second half was a bit of a let off for him. We took the lead twice, and uh, the penalty was an easy excuse to kind of not make it about the manager once again. So he's got away with it. He's got an international break. So uh, the Leeds game now is where we have to look. I, I, there was a marked rise in the uh, the anti-Bruce sentiment. There was some chance. Um, that Bruce seems to have kind of brushed off as as nonsense and disappointing. Um, brilliant. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, the situation will evolve, but I, you just kind of want to see a resolution. Either we we start getting some performances, or we or he goes. And the, the worrying thing is that it might be neither.
1: Yeah, always always good to be positive, guys, about uh, that situation, <laughs> isn't it? Um, something's going to happen, but probably won't. <laughs> uh, very much similar with the uh, the transfer deadline that's looming. There's talk of Hamza Shaudry coming through, but. Who knows? Um, he's not a striker, is he? And he's not going to replace Callum Wilson in a hurry. So, uh, yeah, stick him up front. See what happens. Either that or Jeff Hendrick, as uh, a lot of people were suggesting after the uh, the League Cup game. Um, that's about it for uh, the podcast for this one. Uh, we will be back after the international break with the free pod. But in the meantime, there's plenty going on on the Patreon. You can uh, sign up for that whenever you like and get plenty more podcasts if you're not sick of uh, the three of us already. Uh, there'll be some other people who are taking over those over the next few days. But there's Match Day Uh, if you want some uh, live reactions to things. uh, My fan cams will be on YouTube soon. Uh, My my post-match reaction is also on YouTube as well. And uh, you'll see my face a lot more as well. Uh, The fanzine is also available if you want to buy it. It is on the True Faith website and all of the articles, as always, are there. Uh, We're at every single game this season. There will be some post-match reaction to Manchester United as ever. Um, And all I will say is, because Cristiano is coming, let's pray. Thank you very much for listening to the (laughs) True Faith podcast.